Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Taylor, did you hear? Marvin Dog Media has a Patreon page. That's awesome. What's that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Patreon is a way for our listeners to help us continue producing the shows we like to record that they like to listen to. That's, that's what I thought. But just for the people who don't know, how does that work? Well, it's actually pretty simple. You go to patreon.com forward slash Marvin Dog Media and you can pledge as little as a dollar a month. All the proceeds go towards expenses like web hosting, bandwidth, equipment, you know, all the stuff that we need to keep talking toys on a weekly basis. On the first of the month, you get charged whatever you pledged, and it comes to us to help us keep the lights on. Sweet! Do patrons get anything in return? Of course! We're not in nothing-for-something mode here. Every pledge level has rewards. Starting at 2 bucks a month, they'll get access to bonus shows along with a mention in the show notes each week. The rewards increase from there all the way up to a co-hosting gig on a show of their choice and artwork by you. Nice. I knew I was going to end up drawing something at some point. I can't wait. Me either. So now everyone knows where to go, and if they forget, they can just check the show notes, the website, or the Facebook page. And if they still can't find it, they can just email us and we'll show them how. Patreon.com forward slash Marvin Dog Media. Helping Taylor and Jeff to keep talking toys. Welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, where we go back in time to discuss our favorite toys, one toy line at a time. And welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, action figure exclusive. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeff, and we're nearing the end of the line for the Masters of the Universe series. This will be one of the last episodes that we do for the uh, the vintage collection, um, meaning the, the from the 80s. And this figure we're talking about tonight, I think, is, is a prime example of why uh, we're coming to the end of the line. Uh, we're talking about Twistoid. Um, yeah. Twistoid came <laughs> out in 1987 as part of Wave 6. It was one of the very last figures. And even He-Man.org says, By now, Motu was on its last legs, and these bizarre figures were one of the last attempts to reinvigorate the line. Although the attempt didn't pay off, we were left with a very unique set of figures. In Twistoid and Rotar. And we've talked about Rotar already, which is why I was thinking we had already talked about Twistoid. But there's enough differences we, here. We, that we mentioned Twistoid. We mentioned it, but there's enough differences yeah. here that we, we, we could make it two different shows. But before we get into all of that, we'd like to take a moment to thank all of our Patreon supporters, including... Steve B. Chew. Laird Henderson. Dario Lorenzetto. Oliver Sanders. Wade Burton, Heather Jaworski, Seth Solagi, Pamela Johnston, Christopher Sheets, Jared Hart, Joshua A. Taylor, and Mr. Matt Moore. 
Thank you so much. We literally could not do this without you. Thank you. So, right. uh, did you ever have a Twistoid when you were a kid, or do you have one now? I did not have a Twistoid when I was a kid. I do not have one now. They are they're kind of hard to come by. Um, I, I don't know why they're so hard to come by, but they, they are hard to, to well, it's, come it's, by. But, well, it's just like um, everything else, what we've talked about before – Toys from the very beginning of a line and the very beginning of any toy line are always the hardest ones to get. Yeah. And it seems like the ones from the very end of yep. the line are even harder to get because they're just, they, they didn't make as many of them. Uh, so that explains it, you know, this being one of the last ones produced. So but it's have, have interesting ever... because it's. Go ahead. It's interesting because I've never seen one in the wild either. And. This doesn't really have like a lot of love for it, but yet I never, I, I, I never see any in the wild, and I never see any out. Now I have seen Rotar a couple times, but Twistoid, he's a little bit, he's one that I've never actually seen in person. And of the two, I think he's probably and usually the, the a better design. Yeah. So you say you've never seen one of these in the wild, so you never even played with one, right? No, I never have. Um, with with Rotar, like I had mentioned, I, I had uh, seen him in the wild. I kind of got to check him out. But with Twistoid, you know, the only time I've ever seen this particular figure is on He-Man.org, just online. And it's not one that I see that comes up even on, like, eBay. I just don't see him very often. Well, again, yeah, it's... I say I, that I, and watch... He's probably really hard to find because for that very reason, I would imagine. Yeah. And what were you going to say? Watch what? Watch a bunch of them show up now? I was going to say, watch, yeah, watch, watch me go to eBay and it's like 150 listings of Twistoid. <laughs> Actually, yeah. just, just to settle it, I'm going to go there now and look. Yeah, you do that. So Twistoid. Um, I see a lot of the classics version of them. Okay, so there's one. Uh, he is complete for $389.99. That sounds or about best right. offer. Uh, there's another one. Oh, that's just the acrylic stand for him. It's about $19. That's ridiculous. 20 bucks uh, more classics. Uh, this one's $395. Uh, How much are the classics versions shipping. going for? Classics are going for about, looks like about 40 bucks, though. There's someone that does one that's like for 125 but there's one up here, the two-pack figure set for $39.99. Now, that would be a cool figure set. Um, both of the classic versions are beautiful. Yes, Twistoid and Rotard together in a two-pack, uh, $39.99 with $11.99 or $11.95 shipping. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. So they are available if you want to spend the money. So if you're a completist, this would be one of the... Uh, it's kind of like a Mana Man from the uh, Power of the Force line. You can find them, but you're going to pay for them. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk yeah. about the figure, and let's, let's change this up a little bit. Let's start from the bottom up and start with that base. Now, this guy's base is like kind of a an eggplant purple, would you say? Uh, yes. So here we go. So the base, the base that now, he spins off of, I should say. 
So that's actually what that is. That's a weapon set. Now, how he works is he's he's a top, much like Rotar. So technically, his base would be the orange section that spins. Oh, sorry. That's that's the part um, that he spins off of, right? Yeah. So orange, that's that's like a thing. weapon. Okay. And it's just a piece of hard yeah, plastic, so, hard molded plastic. It looks a little like a rocket ship. And so kind of yeah, the orange piece, yeah. Yeah, and so the uh, the purple disc that I was talking about is that is he always connected to that, or is that just something you can connect as an attachment? That's that's something you can connect to him as an attachment. So whereas, you know, Rotar had a, a gear piece that would fit to him that would spin around. What he has is he has this purple disc that attaches to the the bottom of the top. And it's got two looks like like flail like axe flails on it that are an orange, and so when he spins, this thing will spin around, and create like a almost like a lawnmower style like chopping action. So this is like a, an accessory that attaches to him that spins around. Yeah, and I'm seeing that, and the uh, the the attachments that go on it, they look, they they look like blades, but they also look a little bit like a like a a stingray or something like that. Yeah. To me. And yeah, again, it's and, got, and, got and a bit of an organic vibe. And it's sort of soft plastic, right? So that they'll kind of flail when he spins, right? It's not really rigid, are they? I, I believe it's soft plastic. I'm, yeah. I I would think that it's softer, but probably not that soft. I mean, it's still probably going to hurt kids. At this point, you know, they didn't do too many, too many toys that had spinning parts that really saved on people. I mean... Uh, dragonflies and and um, the other girl one was kind of a, an answer to that. I mean, even with the foam, it was still pretty rough. Yeah, I know. I remember the line you're talking about. I can't remember what it's called. We talked about them before, um, right? So okay, so and that attaches to the bottom of it, and so without that, he he would still sit down on that base, and then uh, and then how how did the how did it work to spin him? Was there a ripcord, or, or how did it work? No, so what it was is you would take um, you would take the toy, and you would hold him at an angle, and you would basically like rip him across the floor with the, the spinner on the floor, like linoleum. Okay. And you would start slowly and increase the speed as you went, and that would get him going. That would get him like started. And you could set him down in a base, or you could actually have him oh, spin I at see. the top. I see. So, so you revved him up basically like you would a, a car, and then you could set him down on the base to do all sorts of stuff to launch, or right. just or just spin him across the floor. Okay, I get it. Yeah, that's because you could a, also put cool. like weapons in his hand, and he would spin around. So as he would spin around, he would flail weapons out of his hand, or you could put him on that base, which had a little nib on the bottom. So when you put him on the base, it would spin the bottom around like a, a an axe. And and speaking of accessories or weapons, he came with what looks like a scythe. Uh, mm-hmm. That's again the same sort of orange. I like that they're they're sort of keeping with the uh, the color scheme here. Uh, it's an orange piece of orange plastic, and it looks pretty uh, pretty cool because it comes out to a point, kind of like a banana, and then it's got three notches about midway back on it, on the blade. Then it comes down, and there's a there's there's two little ringlets on the top, and then a bunch of ringlets down at the bottom uh, that would stop it from going. That would that would sort of a, it was a sort of a uh, a hilt 
so that he could hold right. it in his hand, right? And he had, and on his hands, he just had two holes where you just stick it down in there, right? Rather than have hands like a normal person. Right. Right, because he's he's actually a droid. So, because he's a droid, he has more robotic hands. So for him, it what they did is they they sculpted the hands to where like droid hands, but then they put holes in it for you to stick the pieces in. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, okay. So let's start with the figure then, uh, starting from the bottom up. The very bottom, the part, the the top part that you would spin, not the top part on the bottom. That's just funny. Um, it was all black, but wasn't there like a white <laughs> nib on the bottom of it? Is that how that worked? Or was the whole thing? Yeah. Whole thing so black? there's like okay. a, a it, it, even if it's all black, you know, it, it's black plastic. It's got a revving machine in it, like a top, but then it's got a, a little bit of a rubber end that would catch linoleum. So whether it was black or, or white, I'm sure there's probably variances in both, but it had a little rubber end that would catch linoleum that would, you know, cause friction to make it spin. That's what I was thinking about, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then going up from there, we've got just one solid piece, this orange piece that's sort of his torso, his lower body and his torso. And this is really cool. Let's talk a little bit about this. We've got all, going right around the bottom. He, it makes him look like the master control program from Tron is what it looks like to me. Um, yeah. And uh, and I believe we I said the same thing about Rotar, but this guy even more so. Now... Going all around the bottom, there are these little raised sections, one, two, three, four, five, six, probably eight or nine or ten of them going around that I'm assuming are just decorative. They're not supposed to serve any purpose. But coming up from that, what I would call his actual midsection that would be his torso, uh, the very front looks like there's all sorts of like hydraulics or, or stuff going on. What What is going on there on the very front? It's probably some sort of circuitry. I mean, it's... Okay, that's what I was trying to think of when I said hydraulics. Yeah, I was thinking like just some sort of like mechanics that shows that he's a machine. It, it doesn't like it. It really shows a lot of what's going on. But my guess is like one of them is a sensor that comes up. The other part's probably a readout that's flat. Um, there's like that ring piece that comes over and it's got like a looks like a key slot. My guess is that's probably some sort of readout. There's buttons there, and that other piece is like a probably some sort of card slider thing i mean it's very nondescript it's kind of interesting mechanics but it doesn't really pinpoint like it really serves a purpose it sort of suggests circuitry it, more than actually being circuitry right yeah it suggests but it, it suggests very loosely because even on the side of that over to the side there's like a a raised like rectangular uh pyramid shape that kind of ziggurat and style that comes up and that's to tie in back to the the um design that you have with the rhombuses at the top of his suit but at the same time there's no hard line to indicate that that would be like a compartment that would open up or anything it's just a design so this is kind of where it's it's weird in that it suggests circuitry but it doesn't really indicate circuitry I would like to stop you and announce that rhombus is one of my favorite mathematical terms ever. Really? Mine's Rhomb quadrilateral. Rhombus. It's fun to say. <laughs> quadrilateral is also fun to say. Now, going uh, around from there, uh, we've got uh, what looks like... Um, it looks like a rib cage on either side of that. Is that what it's supposed mm -hmm. to look like? 
You know, my those little, those guess is finger, that fingerling things kind of sticking out. Yeah, my guess is that it it's kind of there to mimic a rib cage, and and you're right, it really does look the part of a rib cage in a very like mechanical uh, sort of way. So it's it's right. got a very mechanical sort of feel about it. But if you think about it, yeah, that would be where his rib cage is. So that's perfect. And I can't find, I've not been able to find any pictures of the figure from behind, from the back. So what does the back of it look like? Is it is it any different from the front, or do you even know? So so I was looking, and I'm actually um, I'm on eBay now because I wanted to get a, a good idea of what his back looked like. There was one person that had a pretty good, there it is. They got a pretty good... Um, uh, thing set up that shows so an image thank you a picture <laughs> it is actually the same exact design from the back that is on the front so do you think they just took the same two pieces and just slammed them together or is this all one piece i think i think so so like it it's one of those that split in half so you've got um the front and the back and they they look identical and then you've got you know the top front of the person and the back front of the person they're actually all fused together so i think when they were molding this they kept the same exact mold piece for the top portion on the front and just used it again for the back so that yeah they and then just doubled sculpted up everything, more around yeah. it right they they doubled it up and it, it makes sense i mean it's one of those that doesn't with this particular design it doesn't need anything different now the back of the figure besides for the top portion is you know very different it just happens to be that the top portion of it is the same okay makes sense yeah and then going <laughs> up going up from there we have his his chest uh chest piece and this is where we have basically we're going to have to talk about the whole thing um he's he's if he was a if he was completely human he would be wearing like a helmet that comes down over his chest, a helmet and chest piece, kind of like a, mm-hmm. a a large Batman cowl, but it's got cutouts in the front where his, I guess his pecs would be, and those are painted blue, and it's like a diamond design on that, right? Is that supposed to be armor or chain mail, or, or, or what is that? I would say it's probably armor. So it's it's like a armor plating that's attached to um, attached to his his body armor. The, all the blue portions on him, so the the part that has all the, the diamonds, the actual three-dimensional diamonds on it, the cheek portions and the eyebrows, they all stand out. So these are more like armored pads that are on top of them. Okay. Yeah. And, and so kind of uh, like so kind of like when you get the punk rockers with all the spikes in one area, this would be the same thing. This is okay. like a an, armor that would break up anyone attacking him because it's and, not smooth right and, and, but around it is smooth the, the 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 fuchsia sort of coloring um, armor around it is smooth except for in the middle it comes up in like a an upside down pyramid and it's kind of ridged there mm-hmm. okay and then going from there i'm going to stay on the on the helmet the top of the helmet he looks like galactus to me does it to you like a like a truncated version of galactus's helmet i could I could definitely see that. It, it's it comes very up on either short, side. but it, yeah, it's got horns on either side, basically, and the middle has this thing that's sort of built up that looks kind of like the uh, the this map of Tannis from the Well of Souls and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, 
it's got it, several it levels there. It doesn't help that, especially with the Galactus thing, that it reminds us of Galactus, but it's still purple and blue, which is very much his colors as well. And so it, I, I could definitely see that yeah. sort of... Um, that sort of look between the two and that inspiration between the two, because it does come up as horns and then almost like the top of a hat that comes yeah. in. And the Lactus's helmet is for his face with a chin guard. It comes up over his nose, comes right. down either side of the face and kind of cuts at an angle. So it's very menacing. So let's, let's talk about his face now. Now there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cutouts in the front of this helmet around his face there's two on his cheeks and two up above his eyes that that have blue showing through are we to assume that he's wearing a, a hood of some sort so the blue portion it actually is not a cutout what it is it's actually a pack on armor piece so like okay, the eyebrows that's okay that's plating and the cheeks it. are both plating the okay. the only thing that cuts in is the mouth and the eye areas and that's but the and eye that's, the eye the eyes are like almost like serpent eyes they're right. green on the outside, and then they get yellow and then red pupils that are slits. And then his uh, his mouth and nose are green as well. So we assume his skin is green, right? Yeah. And the thing to keep in mind about the eyes is that the eyes are... what's What I find so cool about that cut and design is that it's a double cut. So it it actually cuts in once and then cuts in again. And that's where they painted the, the eye portion. And yeah, I, I would say he's probably some sort of like greenish reptilian because his eyes and his mouth portion are colored the exact same thing. Well, then his and hands kind of that. His hands are the same color as well, but they you said these were sort of robot arms and hands, and they they look like it as well. So I'm guessing they yeah. whatever they did, they just painted the hands to look to match his face to make it look more, I guess, organic. Do you think? I think, well, I think they did it just to tie the color back into him. It's it's weird that his hands are painted the same kind of green tone. It works because I, I couldn't imagine it being orange, purple, or blue. It might seem like too much. The green kind of ties back to the face. So I think they painted it just because they knew that they wanted to have a good design for it. However... It's one of those that, you know, we're dealing with what seems to be an organic skin area. And then all of a sudden we've got, you know, actual like machine clobbers that are green. It does throw the design off a little bit. A little bit. Um, I do like, real quick, before we, move, before we move on, I do want to talk about the, the mouth and nose area. I like the, the detail work they, they did there. It looks real. Looks like a real nose and a real mouth. Yeah. In fact, that may be the most yeah. uh, that may be the most realistic looking nose we've gotten so far. Yeah, I could definitely see that, yeah. and the way that it's bridged in, even with the um, underneath the lip, you've got a little bit of the the section where the lip dips in. Yeah, the cleft uh, where it yeah. comes up to the arch. The cleft they've even added that in there. It, nice. It's a very nice sculpt. Now. But the they could get bigger with it, so they could have more detail. Exactly. Now, the picture you got on eBay, does it show the back of it? I'm assuming the back is just smooth, the back of the, the helmet and everything. Now, okay, so the back of the toy, actually, it's it's a little weird. It's not smooth. It has, you know, one, two, three, four. It has eight raised sections, 
So it's got the cheek and the eyebrow and then the chest pieces that mimic the front on the back. Um, so and there's then it even has another face on the back? Kind of. Not really. Um, instead of there being a face, there's a cutout where the mouth act- section would be. But there's like this weird kind of pentag- pentagon shape in there that I- I'm not sure what it does. But it's the same color as the top area. And then there's two raised bars that almost look like eyes that are on the back that are also that same orange. Look so like it's, they it's just, a very interesting design. Does it look like they just took the same mold and just slammed it together? Reversed and then, it? And then, re- no. did, and then repainted stuff? Okay, no. Okay. No, it does, however, look like it was meant to be some sort of like robotic face. Okay. And it mimics a face, but it's not it's not the same sculpt as the other side. Okay, but but he he does work a little bit like was it the mayor in the Nightmare Before Christmas that had the smiley face one on one side and this frowny face on the other? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh the mayor Halloween Town. This I I could see the inspiration in that. I mean it it's there. But it's weird because whereas the front has more of a um an organic feel to it. This would be more like just a robot face. Right. So, so it's almost sort of like intimidating in battle yeah. or something. Yeah. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, now let's talk about the the arms. Now, the arms look to be the exact same mold, just reversed, correct? Yes. And yeah. they're blue, and then they come down, and there's a, very, there's a very distinct line, and the hand section are painted, like we said, the same color green as his face. Now, tell me, what sort of detail do we have on the side of the arms coming down Here, the side? I'm actually, I'm actually pulling up a really good picture of that so we can see. So what it is... Is that the arm itself on the inside and the outside? It's it's actually set on a ball hinge joint. Okay, so when okay, so they can they can starts, move up and down and, and in and out and everything. Yeah, so when he's spinning, his arms flail out, kind of like how um, Cyclone was. He has the same type of arms where they kind of spin out and they can knock things over. Now the arms themselves they're thick and they're very geometric in shape with lots of sharp angles. Now, on the outside and on the inside of the arm, both of them have kind of this dug-in section. Right. It almost looks. It, it almost looks like uh, like we're seeing his skeleton. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's it's definitely like a robotic arm of some sort. Yeah, it's channeled in, and it has more of like robotic um, uh, a robotic skeleton built into it. The top of the arm has what looks like a piston up at the very top. That goes to the joint, and then actually comes down to the channeled area where the robot skeleton pieces kind of dug in. And each one of these pieces has like a few like holes and dings in it where it would be like bolted down, attached to something. So it's it's interesting that they they chose this route that has a square arm, but then they've gone and sculpted inside the arm so it's hollow in there. 
and it yeah, has this kind of like skeleton piece coming out. Yeah, the inside of the arms it almost looks like almost looks like it was unfinished, like it wasn't meant to be seen. Right. Yeah, that's really interesting. And the other thing that's interesting to me about this guy is the, the, the mouth section, going back to that, it's sunk in so far that there's no way you could paint that without being extremely careful. So right. how long would it take to paint this thing? You, you know, I don't know. I don't know because I don't know if they have like a, a template or if they have like a, a – a, Thing that they would set in and, and have the people paint with you know it's like a stencil of some sort like a stencil i mean it would be one of those uh, i figure for the most part all these would be done by a machine but i can only imagine that some of these like some of the details would have to be done with airbrushing so it makes me think that there was like a stencil that they set in and just airbrushed that color in right yep and then going back to his, his hands it looks like the inside of his hands are like rivets on the inside of it as well to show them bolted on which i think you you had said yes so all right cool well that's i mean that's that's really all there is to say about the figure what uh what is your favorite feature about this guy his color scheme same for me i love this color scheme <laughs> the the blue and the the purple and the orange works really well together i'm not as huge a fan of the the lemon slash lime green with it but it does stand out in stark contrast to, to everything else. So I do like it from that standpoint, but I really, right. really like the, the blue, purple and orange uh, combination. Well, for me, you know, it, it, it reminds me a lot of the, um, if you take the orange away, it reminds me a lot of the color scheme that we got for aerators. Yeah. Well, put the orange back in and it's a lot like the color scheme that we got with aerators with the bad guys. But I've always liked this color combination and I love purple. So he's right. got three secondary colors and one primary color. He's very colorful, but he definitely looks a part of being a villain because of the the color choices that they opted to put on him. And he his eyes have a lot as of well. orange. Yeah, and those yeah, eyes. Yeah, and his eyes as well. As well. But it's, it's like one of those that they didn't go predominantly of orange. His predominant color is purple, and then it's blue, and then it's orange, and then it's green. So the, the blue and the purple kind of tie back to Skeletor. So it yeah, makes absolutely. him seem like a bad guy. And yep. he is a bad guy. And yeah, and he is we didn't we didn't say that, but he is yeah, he is uh Ro- Rotar's uh evil counterpart, Nemesis. I should say. Yeah. Nemesis, yeah. Um now what is your least favorite feature about this toy? My least favorite feature is actually how the hands are sculpted. Um when it, it does seem pretty simple. <laughs> It's very, very simple, and one of the things that that bothers me is like when they did the the um, classics run of them, they did these really cool kind of like like claw, almost like um, uh, bulldozer style, like cup digger type things, which I really love. But when I go and I look at this figure, it's more like rock'em suck'em robot unfinished hands that are just kind of stuck on there that's exactly what that, i was thinking as well he looks like something out of what is, is it beyblade or what what is that that the toy line where, where you you put the stuff in the you know you spin the stuff in the arena it's beyblade okay. so you've got, I got it right wow i'm hip yeah and i i have like because i have bay uh bay warriors so the bay warriors were kind of like the the ancestors or not the ancestors these are the ancestors of the Bay Warriors. I picked up a whole bunch of Bay Warriors that are tops, and the top of them are the figure with the arms and the head. They usually come with some sort of weapon. You can pose their arms, and 
rev them up and have them fight each other. So the the Bay Warriors, this reminds me a lot of the Bay Warriors, but their hands are not that simple. This the hands on this one remind me more of like a kid's toy, like a not a kid's toy, but an overly kid's toy, like a Tonka thing. Right. Or tiny yeah. tights. It just it, it doesn't the hands bother me because there's not a lot of detail. When everything else is chock full, this part kind of lacks it. Yeah, it does. It looks a little thrown together. Rushed. Uh, yeah. My yeah. my least favorite part of this figure is the fact that I, I love the, uh, the, uh, the, the feature of him being the top and everything, but I wish they had mm-hmm. given him uh, some legs that you could set him down into, and they did that with the classics of the line, correct? Yeah, so the, the classics run, they... <laughs> Because he can't be a top in the classics, so they gave them a a body portion that mimics the top. So it mimics the top sitting on top of that little rocket ship. So it kind of has a stand. And then they gave them a set of legs as well, which to me makes the, the classics so cool is because they've got... They, they really do have, have both. So they've got the, the top portion, they've got the stand they put the top in, and then they have the legs. With the vintage, you don't get that. It's just a top. And then you you have the stand that you can put them in. And you can take the legs off and and use them as a top in the Classics line, right? Uh, So you can take his legs off, you can put the top portion on him, and he doesn't have to sit in the stand, but he doesn't really work that much as a top. It's kind of a... a, So just for show, for display purposes only. It's just for show. They they could not. They tried to get the Four Horsemen, tried to get the top portion to work. And they they were they were ending up losing articulation in order for it to work. So they said, you know what, we'll we'll sacrifice the top to have a really good figure. And so what they did is they did a figure two pack, which is actually a really cool two pack. Um, it's one that I missed out on, but it's 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 nice. Okay, and it has the top, so you can take the figure part from the waist. You can put them in their top and put them on the stand, so you can display them that way, or you can play like they're spinning around, but they won't spin as a top. Which would you prefer? Would you prefer having them the the articulation, and would you prefer having him be able to spin as a top? See, that's a tough one for me because I really do like tops, and I because I, I I was just talking about it today with my kiddos because we're doing space stations. And we're talking about inertia and centrifugal force and even rotational movement. And we talked about like the Gravitron and how inertia throws you out so you're able to stand up on it. So like I get really nerdy about the idea of spinning toys and I love it. But with this classics version, I kind of prefer it as the figure because for me, the, the figures themselves were meant to be display pieces. And so to have it as a top seems kind of, we knew we'd be losing too much. Whereas this is fun and posable. The original tops are really more of a play thing. And you've got, this the, would be, you've, got you've got the tops that you can play with on the original one. So I guess it, it, it really does make more sense to have them just uh, articulated, have the good articulation on that one. Um, right. What is your what do you think about this figure best represents the Masters of the Universe line? You know, just just that uniqueness and its action feature 
And um, I would say the action feature, but I said that about Rotar. Um, <laughs> so what I'm going to say yeah. here is the uh, the color scheme. Yeah, that was my next thing was that yeah. color scheme. But yeah, it does it for me. So it, it it doesn't seem like it would match in the line other than if 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 you took them out and you said, OK, this belongs to He-Man and no one knew. It doesn't really seem like it would fit, but it. It does fit in its own way because, I mean, again, the color scheme is crazy. The the action feature is crazy. It, there is a little bit of that having to tie it to He-Man and say, no, this is really from He-Man. Because most people without an untrained eye would look at this and wonder what this was from. Because it doesn't really speak loads of being from He-Man. Whereas I feel that, that Rotar does feel a little bit more He-Man, whereas this one doesn't. And I, I think it comes down to that use of arms. The arms and it just seem off. Does that make sense? Because before we had a muscled uh, body that kind of mimics, you know, the oversized muscled arms of He-Man. And this one, the robot portion of it, seems like it, it wouldn't match. So I could see where this one kind of stands apart from, from Rotar quite a bit. Right. Okay. Well, the real question remains in, is this toy cool? I, I think it is. I think it is again, though, I'm, I'm being generous, a, a bit of an apologist for some, because I really like spinning toys. I, you know, I told you I get kind of nerdy too. about no, it. I, th- I think this toy is cool. I'm with you. I think this toy is cool. Everything about it, the color scheme, yeah. The action feature, I love that scythe that he comes with. We didn't really talk yeah. about our, our feelings about it, but I love that scythe. And I love that he's got would, the, would, the, uh, the thing, the attachment that spin out around him as well. I would love to see this thing revved up and then set in that attachment because I'd like to see him with these two flails spinning around. I think he'd be cool for like knocking all the other um, He-Man figures over as he spins around with these two blades. Like I'd love to see that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would yeah. be cool. So, all right, well, that's that's all the discussion that's fit to have about Twistoid, but we'd love to hear your thoughts, listeners. So head to the Facebook page and let us know what you think about it, and we will uh, discuss it with you there. So until next time, for Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, action figure exclusive. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeff. <laughs> and remember, they're not dolls. They're action figures, and Taylor just had a stroke. <laughs> I was just in awe about the top toys. Right. I gotta find my Beyblades now. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs>
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.